This week on This Week in Blurred's Ball. Pants. Are they necessary for baseball? Some say yes. Others are Joe Girardi. Welcome to this week in Blurns Ball. You've worn the same pants for a thousand years? No wonder they ran away. Oh, Fry's pants. Oh, Fry's lucky pants. They don't look so lucky to me. And speaking of pants, welcome to the pantsless edition of this week in Blurns Ball. Just kidding. We are both fully clothed, but we're talking about what's happening on Major League Baseball Diamonds, where seemingly no one is wearing pants anymore. They wanted to attract new fans. This is how. This is not how. This is not how you get new fans. Welcome to baseball, ladies. Hello, ladies. And gentlemen. Yeah, and certain gentlemen. Hello, ladies. Look at your sport. Now back to mine. Now back at your sport. Now back to mine. As you can see, your sport wears pants. And in Major League Baseball, you don't wear no pants no more. We should probably explain how we've just subtly turned this into a very erotic, but somehow neurotic episode of this week in Blurns Ball. This is the pants episode. Yes, no, it is. It's the pantsless episode. It's the pantsless, <laughs> and this is how our podcast gets canceled. <laughs> the pants off, dance off. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. So they are. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Welcome to the last episode of this week of Learns Ball. It's been a pleasure, and now I would like to outline my thoughts and feelings on the current social trends. <laughs> so. The crackdown on foreign substances has begun. Yes, and it's about as effective as TSA security, which is to say we haven't had any issues yet. (laughs) Security theater works. So um, umpires have been randomly spot checking, and by randomly spot checking we mean uh, just kind of whatever they feel like it, looking at the hands and arms of pitchers. But... uh, Umpires can be asked by managers if they feel that they are uh, suspicious to check a pitcher at any time. So Joe Girardi, last night, tried to get in Max Scherzer's head, although the rules do say if the, ump- if the manager is deliberately trying to disrupt the pitcher's game, the umpires can turn it down, asked not once, not twice, but three times uh, for the umpires to check Max Scherzer. Well, Max Scherzer at the third time got just so P.O.'d, he threw his hat on the ground and undid his pants so that the umpires could check him. Girardi got tossed, by the way. Yeah, because 
as Scherzer was walking off the mound that inning, he starts staring down Girardi in the dugout like, what, where else do, do you it. want to check? And then Girardi, being Joe Girardi, hops over and says, get over here. I'll check you myself because I'm just that swell a guy. And then he got tossed. <laughs> yes. So uh, part of MLB's plan to attract new fans. <laughs> is to literally have the fashion police. Yes. Um, Although my favorite, though, was out of Oakland, where Sergio Romo literally did pull his pants down. Yeah. Man. Like, Serge, no, we don't We don't want this. Like, is this what you want? It's like, no, this is not what we want. Keep your pants on. We just, we're, we'll, we're check the inside of the belt. And he's like, no, this is what you want. Eddie. You must check everything. He went full Jason Manzoukas. I want to see everything <laughs> yeah so it turns out it's working the system works yeah the best was when Degrom was getting checked he's like guys i'm just good at baseball like leave me alone <laughs> yeah i mean scherzer's never been a guy who the spin rate has been ridiculous on uh never really struck me as the type who used a ton of sticky stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. sticky stuff yeah i know <laughs> Once again, this canceled podcast is brought to you by Torgo's Executive Powder, now a banned substance. <laughs> Made from only the finest ground executives. <laughs> oh, man. So that was like a lot of the nice performative theater we've seen. We've also seen some fun baseball and the debut of the number one prospect in the game, Wander Franco. Okay, so I'm just going to come out and say it. Wander Franco, not sure if he's Julio Franco's son, Julio he's Franco's not. grandson, or Julio he's Franco in a mustache just trying to get some more at-bats. Most likely. He is Eric Ibar's nephew. Huh, interesting. Wait, no relation to Julio Franco? No relation to Julio Franco. Interesting. I mean, it's very possible that he's just the reincarnation of Julio Franco because Julio Franco will never stop playing baseball. I'm pretty sure he's still playing in the Mexican League. Aren't we all, though? Aren't we all, though? Aren't we all? Well, according to, he is a hitting coach for the farm team of the Lotte Giants of the Korean Baseball Organization. He has retired. I mean, he's 62 years old, so... He's a good man, a wise man. Okay, he's 62. But he's a nice man, a good catch, true. True. <laughs> there you go. Julio Franco, make me a match. <laughs> so, yeah, Wanda Franco makes his debut. First hit is a three-run home run off Eduardo Rodriguez. And then the game just goes batshit from there. Yeah, and I mean... This is just one of the, man, the Rays just have a lot of good prospects, don't they? Mm-hmm. And again, like, even with Tyler Glass now injured due to a lack of sticky stuff, this team could still be a playoff disruptor. I mean, they're only a game and a half back of the first place Boston Red Sox. I just slid that in there subtly. You did just so subtly. So subtly. Just, just swathed. Just so swathed. <laughs> Yeah, but, man, the Red Sox have a tough schedule still to play. Uh, mm-hmm. They still play the 26th softest schedule in baseball. So soft. <laughs> so soft. And they've got a, they've got the Rays, they've got the Yankees. I think for a while they just go Rays, Yankees, Rays, Yankees in, like, a 
unbelievable bit of bullshit, but it'll be fun as hell to watch. Yes, it will. Again, that 11-inning game, it had, you know, it had wild pitches, it had catamarans or, or catwalks, it had home runs, it had, like, it had, you know, belt checks, it had just about everything. New oh, York's hottest a- club is a Rays-Red Sox game. It's got everything. Catwalks, wild pitches, a guy running out of the field dressed as the devil. I will never tire of Stefan. Saturday Night Live's best reference is Stefan. This reference has everything. Roman J. Israel Esquire, a man shouting, Kevin! John Mulaney making Bill Hader crash up because he can't read the rest of the cue card. Do you know why that always why he always broke in that? Because John Mulaney would just throw random shit onto the cue card. Yeah, exactly. He never actually got the right cue cards during rehearsal. No. And he stayed as much in character as possible. Well, the breaking was part of the character, which was great. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of Bill Hader, did you see his appearance on Conan? I did. Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Who will be off to roam the wilderness and do Conan things after like 50 years on late night television. Remember, he was on The Simpsons hosting Conan. While when still. Bart, when Bart was I, did, was, I didn't do it, kid. Only I may dance. Remember, perfectly still. Yes, perfectly still. Only I may dance. Was he still a writer on The Simpsons when that happened? No, I think at that point they were just like, like, hey, remember when you used to work for us? Now we've got a favor for you. Uh Uh Listen, shut up for a second. He wrote the Camp Krusty episode. (laughs) He did. The happiest place on earth. Tijuana, Mexico. (laughs) South of the border, down Mexico way. (laughs) Surprisingly, not the episode I picked this week. No, not the episode I picked either. (laughs) But we'll find out about that later. Yes, we will. So, we've got the Red Sox winning bullshit pinball games, and we've got the Blue Jays getting fired up as fuck in Baltimore. I mean... What a comeback win, first of all, in that crazy game. Uh, Manoa yeah. should not have been suspended for that. So yeah, that is bullshit. That, that, was some, that was some bullshit. First of all, there were no warnings to the dugouts before. Second of all, Manoa's a little bit wild. We've all yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. And again, in his post-game interview, um, um, and when the Jays' uh, president of baseball operations eventually came down, here's what Manoa said on the record. This is bullshit. I did not hit him. It is bullshit. I did not hit him. I did not. Oh, hi, oh, hi Mark. Mark. <laughs> it works. It fucking works. And there is always time to quote the room. <laughs> so, Johnny, how's your sex life? <laughs> Line from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch me, motherfucker. Another line from the movie. <laughs> so, watch the disaster artist. And then under the credits of the disaster artist, they play scenes that they recreated for the disaster artist side by side with the scenes from the room. And damn, if they didn't shot for shot remake the room. 
it pretty much shot for shot remade the room, which again, we didn't ask for it. And we're kind of like, huh, we didn't realize we needed this. Thanks, James Franco as Tommy Wiseau. Now there's two troubling versions of Tommy Wiseau in the universe. Yes, the actual one and the James Franco. Also, I forgot that he was in Spider-Man's. Yeah, he was in Spider-Man. I like Willem Dafoe going full Gollum, though. Oh, yes. Uh, terrific line in the Weird Al song, Ode to a Superhero. He's wearing a, a Power Rangers mask, but he's scarier without it on. <laughs> yeah, the Willem Dafoe face. I'm pretty sure they just like, okay, if we paint it green. What yeah. if we just mm-hmm. paint his face green? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cobras. <laughs> You ever notice that Willem Dafoe sounds like a parrot and a toad talking to each other? Thanks, Jason Siegel. <laughs> yeah. Willem. Willem. Dafoe! Willem. Dafoe! <laughs> it's funny because it's true. I'm going to go sing about some Muppets now. Oh, man. Still, greatest like cameo in movie history, Jim Parsons as Mirror Muppet. Yeah. Am I a man? <laughs> Or Just am I a Muppet? <laughs> in hysterics, like, laughing my ass off when that happened. That movie was just... That movie was the sequel we all needed and didn't know we needed to the original Muppet movie. Oh, man. Although, hey, Muppets Take Manhattan is a spectacular film. It is. So, is Muppets Take Manhattan a prequel to the Muppet movie? I think Muppets Take Manhattan is the movie that Kermit wants to set out to make in the Muppet, the Muppet movie. movie. Yes. But then isn't then what is the Great Muppet Caper? I thought that's that the, was the movie he set out to make. Uh no, that's the prequel to the Muppet movie. Whoa. We're we're, we're going uh Zapruder order with this. Okay. So what, what's the name of the Star Wars like proper order of movies? Machete order. Yeah, the machete order. Yeah, we're going machete order for Muppets. Now Speaking Muppet of Treasure Machete. Island is a dream in Fozzie's head. Speaking of Machete. Yes. Danny Trejo's character in Spy Kids. His is name Machete. Is actually Machete from yes. the Machete movies. Yes. They take Again. place. They're, they're both made by the same director. It's the same universe, man. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Robert Rodriguez is was world building before people knew what world building was. Yeah. It's the Robert Rodriguez cinematic universe. Yeah, the RRCU, which also has Tarantino because of their Grindhouse Death Proof uh, collab. Yeah. Whoa! So that's all part of the Tarantino cinematic universe. Just and now Samuel L. Jackson will make his obligatory cameo on the podcast in now. Motherfucker. Thanks, Sam. Back to you. Oh man. This is so, this a baseball podcast. I think it is a baseball podcast. Um, what else has been going on in the baseball world? What what buttons am I pressing? Ah, well, Vladdy Jr. keeps hitting home runs. He keeps hitting so many home runs. And yet will um, not be in the Derby. Uh, he won't. Can't say that I blame him. Yeah, no, don't, 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 don't fuck with your swing at this point in the season. But Shohei's in the Derby. Shohei's in the Derby. Shohei's, Shohei's in, in the, the Derby. derby. 
Uh, and so is Pete Alonso defending his 2019 title. Yes, the, the polar bear is going to do polar bear things. And apparently he also plays baseball. Yes, apparently he does. I mean, I it looks like a fun derby. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in Colorado, so it's just going to be splash fest. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> Although it will be less fun without Vladdy Jr. Also, yeah. Vladdy hitting an astounding 447 with men in scoring position. That 447. He's hitting like, 600 with men on third. Just walk him at that point. Yeah. I mean, like, who's behind him? Is it still Tay Oscar? It's still Tay Oscar. I mean, Tay Oscar's dangerous, but he's not 600 dangerous. He's not baby Yoda dangerous. And now they've added Springer back to the lineup. Springer. And and his mother, Mrs. Springer. Oh, mercy. Yeah, so the Jays are they're retooling, and, like, again, they just need to win games. They just need like some that. pitching. Also, yes. I mean... And, I mean, as, get... as their pitching continues to get healthy, they continue to get better. So Hatch is coming off the IL soon. Uh, Merriweather is due to come off the IL soon. Uh, like, and Dolis will not be injured soon enough. And, I mean, not that he's great... But he's better than the alternatives. Well, I mean, whenever whenever I see Rafael Delis in the bullpen, I get excited. But I'm not a Jays fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pearson is due to be health is due to be back from his exile in Buffalo Trenton. Good, the Buffalo Trenton Thunder Bison. <laughs> they should keep the name Thunder Bison. They really should. Again, we've been over this. It's the best name not being used in baseball right now. Speaking of things that are not being used in baseball right uh, now. I believe it is being used in baseball right now. Oh, the Thunder Bison? The Thunder Bison. Oh, I was just going to say yesterday, Major League Baseball posted a cryptic-ass tweet of a moon with a baseball stitching on it. With the with the date uh, June 23rd, 2021 listed below it and no explanation. Yeah. I don't know what it means. So... There are several theories. One was just a chance for everyone to be like, oh, there's no sticky substance on the moon. False. Alan Shepard left a golf ball there and he doctored the golf ball to stay on the moon. He absolutely did. Two, think about that one random poster from Field of Dreams where it's Kevin Costner standing in front of the moon. They could be bringing back the Field of Dreams game. I heard that. Weren't they supposed to be doing that? I thought so, but then you can't trust anything. The president's a Democrat. Oh, no, it is not the Oryx Thunder Bison. It is the Oryx Buffaloes of the NPB. Which is more appropriate because Buffalo, as a species, don't exist in North America. They exist in Asia. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's what they, like, sacrificed in Apocalypse Now. Sure. Which which was a legitimate, like, like, they act, like, that uh, buffalo like, was procured by the local indigenous people who they were filming the Dennis Hopper scene with, and they'd already picked it to be sacrificed. He's a god, man! Exactly. True story, man. Oh, man. But Rich Eisen... Colonel Kurtz, fat and bald like old Fred Mertz, watch me do this hula dance to shake the egg rolls from my pants. He's not so bad. He's really just an odd man. 
Also, I shaved my head like that. It's Rod, man. He's a god, man. What the hell was that? That is from the critic. The shortly lived. Uh, it stinks. It, it stinks. stinks. Yes. Apocalypse Now, the musical. It stinks. I need a minute after that. What the fuck, man? That was... Whew. That was funny as shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That show was criminally underrated. Oh, my God. That is... That... Wait. One sec. Sorry. Just... Apparently, I need to sign for a package downstairs. We'll be right back. I am so sorry about that. And this unauthorized time skip is brought to you by Lightspeed Briefs. Hide your sticky stuff in Lightspeed Briefs. Speaking of sticky stuff, imagine if Robbie Ray got pants checked. Yeah, that dude has the pants painted on. Like him and Walker Bueller, it's like they, they're, they're wearing yoga pants, which all the power to them. But I'm pretty sure the umpires don't need to check if there's sticky stuff. It's pretty, like, you would be able to see it. You can see everything, man. Everything. Yeah. And so tight, you can tell what religion a man is. <laughs> I hope he's wearing a cop. You would hope so, which, again, was one of the great observations from my life person who said, why is he, why is he scratching his balls? I'm like, it's part of the game. Why is that part of the game? Baseball. It just is. You're allowed to wear hats and eat stuff and scratch your balls while playing the sport. One of the saddest parts of the COVID regulations is that they can't trade signed baseballs for nachos. That is unfortunate because that, again, that's one of the great thrills of heckling bullpen people. It's like, you suck, but if you want a hot dog, I'll trade you a baseball for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Vernon Wells still wants to murder a friend of my uncle's. <laughs> uh, my favorite time, uh, one of my favorite times at the Dome, I was standing on the flight deck and uh, they were playing the Orioles and somebody had a sign that said, Adam Jones is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and we got him to look up and he was like, I don't get it. Or like, yeah, he was too busy being good at sports. Yeah, he was too busy being good at sports to get it. And we were like, have you never read Harry Potter? And he was like, no. <laughs> so then, of course, the talk became, read a book. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's only the most popular book series in, you know, ever. Is Lord of the Rings more popular than it, though? I don't know. I mean, in terms of copies sold, no. <laughs> that is true. Plus, there it's seven to three, not counting The Hobbit. And Which Silmarillion. Still seven to four or seven to five. Man, nobody's read The Silmarillion. Nobody. Not even Tolkien except himself. Except for Stephen Colbert and probably Carl Urban. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past... Um, Reading Rainbow Guy. Oh, uh, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. I wouldn't put it past that LeVar Burton has read it. Also, LeVar Burton hosting Jeopardy in September. Yes. I want him to be the host of Jeopardy. He should be the host of Jeopardy. He knows how to host TV shows. Plus, he's better than Jonathan Frakes at hosting things. <laughs> hey, Frakes 
took me on so many unexplained mysteries. He pulls. <laughs> he pulls. <laughs> Terry, stop saying pulls. <laughs> he pulls, Jake. He pulls. Terry loves yogurt. Terry loves love. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last season of 9 9 is coming out later this year. It is. Only 10 episodes. And I mean, I have a, I have a strange relationship with police shows because, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter defund the police thing. But yep, understandable. But they have also had such an interesting uh, take on the police show. I mean, they had the episode where Terry got racially profiled. They had the, again, like Rosa's entire coming out storyline was incredibly like well handled. And again, that's Stephanie Beatrice, like, like advocating for that to be part of her character. They yeah. had the entire existence of Ray Holt, mostly him saying things like, I don't want this to turn into another Ron McClane movie. It's John McClane. You know it's John. Who is this John Wicks? Is he a friend of yours? <laughs> <laughs> they stole my fluffy boy. Uh, but a terrifically handled episode from last season where uh, Scully didn't take a suspect... Uh, informant's name because they were uh, illegal. Yeah, again, when Scully and Hitchcock are the voices of reason. Yeah. And of course there was the episode of the origins of Scully and Hitchcock where Alan Richson plays a young Hitchcock. Yeah. And then it turns out that they're fat and bald and ugly because of wing sluts. <laughs> oh man, 9-9. Nine, 9-9! Nine. Nine, nine. Also, Charles Boyle just... He, he is my role model. <laughs> the Charles. <laughs> Yippee kayak on the buckets. <laughs> you know that's not the line, but it's okay. <laughs> what were we talking about? Baseball, Kevin Costner, Rich Eisen. Yes, so Rich Eisen interviews Ray Liotta. And, uh, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No, I've not heard about this. Yeah, so... We'll, we'll switch out of Jay Leno because fuck Jay Leno along with Conan. <laughs> Conan forever! Conan forever. So, Rich Eisen interviewing Ray Liotta asks him about Field of Dreams because one of Ray Liotta's early film roles was Shoeless Joe Jackson. Ray Liotta has not seen Field of Dreams. Okay. Granted, he says he's one of those actors who doesn't like watching himself, but He's his words when he first was given like the script and the opportunity. I'm like, like they're coming out of a cornfield. That's so stupid. He then later said it was like a great filming experience, but yeah, he has never watched it. And then it still he, bothers like, me that Shula Show Jackson hit right handed in Field of Dreams. Yeah, they could have Gary Cooper hit and just flipped the film. Yeah, yeah, but again, I'm pretty sure who who directed that was. That, that wasn't that wasn't Norman Jewison who directed. That was Barry Levinson. Yes. Was it? Yes. Uh, yes, I believe so. To the Google. Oh, no, Ron something or not, like not Ron Sherman. Ron Sherman? Or or is he Bull Durham? Phil Alden Robinson. P A R, yes. Hell of a director. Yes. He's oh, well above par. Ron Shelton directed Bull Durham. Yes. <laughs> Par. Anyway, so yeah, 
I because what I'm hoping is going to happen is that when they do have the Field of Dreams game to throw out the first pitch, Ray Liotta walks out of a cornfield and throws it to Kevin Costner. No, Kevin Costner should throw it to Ray Liotta because that's how it happened in the movie. Yeah, but again, we need to have Ray Liotta come out of the cornfield. No, who played Kevin Costner's dad? Um, Crispin I was Glover. Some, was it Crispin Glover? No, but then then he got replaced in the next movie. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but yeah, um, I can't remember. I think it was just like I think it was just like a literal I, Iowa. Yeah, yeah, someone from Iowa. <laughs> What are they growing up? What do they do in Iowa anyway? They grow corn, and they, that's they, about it. They grow corn and ghosts. Ooh. Also, there is a player on the Los Angeles Clippers named Terrence Mann. Yeah, and he won them their last playoff series. And no one went for a Field of Dreams joke because people suck. <laughs> people do suck. Also, in the book, it's WP Kinsella. No, in the book, it's J.D. Salinger. <laughs> right, yes. W.P. Kinsella wrote it. Yes. In the book, it's J.P. Sal- it's, yes, it's J.D. Salinger. Which, again, because J.D. Salinger is a famous recluse that couldn't get the rights for him in the movie, so they just had James Earl Jones play. James himself. Earl Jones play, the famous recluse, Terrence Mann. <laughs> People will come, Ray. You must avenge me, Kimba. I mean, Simba. <laughs> What do you want? I want to be left alone. I I meant on your hot dog. (laughs) That's like the ultimate Kevin Costner interaction. It's like, yeah, no. What do you want on your hot dog? It's like, wow. Wow. Speaking of Kachow, Loki. Saving up, uh, completely blowing what every other show would have saved up as its big twist in episode two. Yep, they just decide, fuck it. Pew! Pew! Pew, 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 pew. Get in, suckers! We're starting a multiverse! (laughs) Ah, mean girls, but for Marvel. Also, again, how has Marvel not done a multiverse yet? I was thought of it as more of a DC thing, but I guess Marvel, everyone does a multiverse these days? Yeah, well, I mean, Marvel has a well-established multiverse in terms of they had the Ultimates line for so long. Mm Mm-hmm. Which that, they then, which they then crushed back down to a solo universe during their Secret Wars crossover line, uh, where which was which was very much the we want Miles Morales in the mainline universe story. That's fair. Again, Miles Morales uh, is awesome. Miles Morales is awesome. Uh, Spider Man, Miles Morales, awesome game. Yes, because someone has a PS Five now. Got delivered this morning. Oh, man, you don't even need to go outside anymore. No, outside, what's that? And I'm double vaccinated. Who needs outside anyways? I'm allowed to, but I don't need it. I choose not to run. Uh, Yeah, so Miles Morales, awesome character. And he's it's not just that he's black Spider-Man, Latinx Spider-Man. Yes, he's also just good at Spider-Manning. He's the superior spider No, no, no. Wait, what now? <laughs> superior Spider-Man was when Doc Ock stole Spider-Man's body. Spider-Ock. Yes. He's he's superior at being Spider-Man. Yes. Plus, Alfred Molina, 
can be both Doc Ock, that dude who gets murdered in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and an above average Tevya. Yes, if I were a rich man. If you haven't seen that clip of him singing that with the Doc Ock clause, go watch it. Also, it Sam Raimi is making another Spider-Man movie, and it has all of the Spider-Man in it. Oh, right. Is is Sam Raimi part of Nowhere From Home? or far, No Way no, Home? Nowhere yeah, home. he's directing Holy. it. Holy shit. So they're going to bring back Doc Ock? They're going to bring back Jamie Foxx as Willie Beeman? Which, again, Willie Beeman would be a great... Unconfirmed Jamie Foxx. Confirmed Alfred Molina. Man, Willie Beeman is a great name for Electro because Beeman electricity. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would love to see Tobey Maguire. I could not give two spider shakes about Andrew Garfield. Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Tom Holland is, is perfect. Tom Holland yes. was grown in a laboratory by Marvel. To yes. be the perfect Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yeah, they grew him at the back lot of MGM Studios, which is now Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Because MGM doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. No, also, he's mean... playing Nathan Drake. Uncharted. That is going to be amazing. Which, again... Because Nathan Fillion is too old to play Nathan Drake. He is. He's so old. <laughs> and fat. He got fat. No, he just, you know, the, the craft services at Castle were exceptional. <laughs> they were. Yeah, he, he's made a career of being Nathan Fillion, which, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> and he's made lots of money doing it. Yes, he has. Also, I want to see the movie where Brendan Fraser plays Nathan Fillion's father. Aren't they, like, the same age? Well, no, they just look the same. <laughs> no, they need to play brothers. Yes. And both of them are Indiana Jones' sons. That's what's happening on the set of Indiana Jones 5. That needs to be Indiana Jones 5. You're telling me I'm an archaeologist? Well, I already fought some mummies, so uh, why not? Man. I hate this. I hate everyone. I'm going to go home. I'm going to punch some more people trying to be Amish. <laughs> Again, Witness, great movie. Great movie. It's just Harrison Ford if he was stuck in Pennsylvania Dutch country. Just punching locals and being friends with the local uh, Amish folks. That came out right around the same time as a Tim Allen movie where Tim Allen is put in witness protection in Pennsylvania Dutch country. Again, every single movie has a White House down Olympus has fallen moment. You know, Deep Impact, Armageddon... Um, Mars Attacks, Independence Day, Batman, that weird, never-released uh, Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Uh, Jaws, Deep Blue Sea. Ba-da. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Lenny Leonard and Carl Carlson. Yes, because Carl is Icelandic. <laughs> do you have a Simpsorama episode of the week? I do have a Simpsorama episode of the week. And it's a surprisingly recent Simpsorama episode of the week. By recent, I mean by recent, I mean season fifteen. Oh, that is way too contemporary, but I am intrigued. Sneeze, puke, burp, fart. We want music, Jim and Art. It's their Evita parody. The president yes. wore pearls. Oh, I love that episode. At the end, I swear we have never heard of a musical based on the life of Eva Peron. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the beautiful end to it. But uh, four terrific songs, three of which are parodies of songs from Evita. Don't cry for me, kids of Springfield. You still can reach me through email at smartgirl63 underscore backslash at yahoo.com at yahoo.com Polisa! Polisa! Uh, they have two versions of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, because that's what don't yes. vote for me, kids of Springfield. Yes. Pearls, hat, watch, millhouse. <laughs> yeah. So, Ra- Rainbow high. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, man. I'm so happy with my evil plan. Say goodbye to music, Jim and Art. <laughs> Soon we will have the perfect school where fun and excitement never start. Which was not even an Avita song. It was just a great no. song. I'm so drunk I can barely see. Why helps me get through another day? My stomach is filled with haggis and carrot. I got to go puking some hay. Lisa is a fool. I think the rules are cool. I'm I'm falling in the pool. (laughs) Great episode because again, we need more musical theater. Yeah. Oh man, it was a great episode. Would you be willing to pay another dollar thirty-six on your taxes to fund these programs? Hell no! <laughs> oh man, so I had an episode pick, but I feel like I need to change my episode now. Okay. Why? Because I hate every by C from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. Yo, you'll never make a monkey out of me. Oh, Oh my God. God. I was wrong. (laughs) All along, (coughs) we finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey. Yes, I love you, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, what's wrong with you? Can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course you can, but I couldn't before. This play has everything. I love legitimate theater. So a fish fish called called Selma. Selma. One of, I'd say Selma's best marriage. Because, again, she decides that, like, she ends it on her terms as opposed to, trying to be murdered by such a bob. Yes. Now, and of course, Jeff Goldblum as Troy McClure's agent. You haven't called me in eight years. Well, I'm trying to find you work. You haven't found me work in 12 years. Selma Terwilliger Hutz, McClure, Discotech, Simpson, D'Amico, Bouvier. 
That's right. She was briefly married to Disco Stew. Disco Stew got the dolmet from John Paul too. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> Disco Stew was deeply Catholic. Oh man. Hey, Fat Tony, I thought you said I thought you said the Trundle was dead. No. I said he sleeps with the fishes. You see, stop, please. I just had to play the manga mango. <laughs> Troy, are you gay? Gay? I wish. I would solve all my problems. You see, what I have is I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> oh, man. So one of the great Troy McClure episodes. And again, you know, kind of sad towards the end when, you know, like sham marriage <laughs> They legitimately Although, had feelings for one another. They did. It was just they just they just weren't he, compatible. Just, he had feelings for you know fishes. Yes. Oh man. Oh. Um. Unhandy swine, you swine. Muppets go medieval. I. It's not quite a mop. It's not quite a puppet. But you put them together. The answer is I don't know. Why is that one muppet made of leather? Hello, kids. I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such. <laughs> yes, I remember you from such fil- educational film strips as Locker Room Shenanigans, The Blinding, <laughs> The Blinding of Eddie Coyle. Yeah, that's what it was. Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such dates as the one we had last night. Oh man! And again, we tied it all back to the Muppets. <laughs> Sir, I'm from the Disney Corporation. Even though we don't own the rights, we're going to sue you for them. Oh, they do own the rights. Oh, fuck. Disney owns all, including this podcast. Including this podcast. Thank you, Mouse Overlords. All hail the mouse. All glory to the Hypnotoad. Everybody loves the Hypnotoad. No, Hypnotoad, please, I'll listen. <laughs> and if you like those random snippets of Futurama intertwined with the occasional discussion of baseball, make sure to give our podcast a five-star review and a thumbs up on the podcatcher of your choice. Take it away, person with the actual script. That's right, a script. Ha, you're funny. That's right. We're available on pretty much every major podcaster. Podcatcher. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Twitcher, Stitcher, Itcher, Flitcher. Did I say Stitcher? I think you said the yeah, don't forget Itchy and Mitchy, those two rascally cartoons. Yeah, that's right. I love you. Die! 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 <laughs> hey, Poochie, you have something to say. Yes, that's- I certainly do. I have to go home now. My home planet needs me. Poochie died on his way back to his home planet. Man, uh, such a riff on um, the ending to Quantum Leap. Yes. I have to go home. My home planet needs me. They spell the Wait, they the franchise, Bakula. Man, the fact that Scott Bakula is known for three major television shows. Quantum Leap, Star Trek, and... NCIS New Orleans. Oh yeah. Depending sure on what it, depending on what era you're from, you know Scott Bakula from three entirely different franchises. And he murdered them all. It was the end of all of them. 
Good old. And remember, if you liked this Scott Bakula riffing, you should give us a great rating and a review and tell your friends about this podcast because that's how other people find out about us. Yes, and you can follow this podcast on Instagram at TWI Blurnsball. You can follow us on Twitter at TWI Blurnsball. You can follow us on Facebook at This Week in Blurnsball. But if you're using Facebook, you old. All glory to the Zuckerberg. <laughs> and if you like this personal inane riffing, which I personally do, you can follow Jacob and I personally on our personal Twitter accounts as a person. He is at JMS Morris. I am at Benjamin K. Bloom. And if you're not into humans, have I got a dog for you? That's right. Podcast mascot, Ampersand the Puppy. He's a puppy. He is a large puppy. So much puppy. Yes, he a horse. <laughs> he's so much he puppy. <clears throat> he's so much puppy that he's been reclassified as horse. Uh, yes. You can follow him on Instagram at Ampersand the Puppy. You can see puppy photos. Many, yeah. many photos of puppy which is all really you need to see on Instagram these days with puppy photos. And I discovered what a Pekingese was because of the Westminster dog show. It's a puppy that it, looks like a mop. No, it's a pug with the Jen Aniston haircut. Yeah, essentially. Also, yes, it's a mop puppy. It's not quite a mop and it's not quite a puppy. It's a puppy. The answer is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes to curtain, Mr. McGonagall. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mark Hamill. Truly, he was the greatest Muppet. <laughs> what do you do? I gargle Gershwin. <laughs> Eggs in space. So, I think with that, it brings us to the end of another incredibly successful episode of This Week in Blurns Ball. And for all of us here at this cromulent production, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom. Thank you so much for joining us. Farewell from the world of tomorrow. Next week on This Week in Blurns Ball. My dearest Major League Baseball Commissioner, April truly is the cruelest month, but perhaps we have a solution to your pantaloon polemic. Shorts! Shorts. Has this ever happened to you? You're trying to hide something sticky between your legs and you just can't do it anymore? Shorts. They're not quite pants, but they're not quite not pants. Shorts. But then you think, shorts. what about a belt? Can't I still wear a belt with shorts? Well, here's the next step to our crazy solution. Sansa belt shorts. You could be stylish, yeah. just like the 1975 Chicago White Sox. With just as much cocaine. Cocaine, the cause of and solution to all life's problems. God damn it.